Hey, this is Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 352. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan, and we're going to ask, what the hell is wrong with this merfolk deck? Now, hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? We are back. What is going down? The whole ton is going down. We're doing the last set of recordings before you go on a well-deserved family Ooh. vacation down in bright, sunny somewhere. And I get to run the ship for a little while, which I'm really excited about because I'm super good at being the boss. <laughs> Ask anybody about what happens and I'm in charge. It's great. Listen to the pre-show yesterday if you want some insight on Brando being the boss and or cruise ships. We talk about both those things and they are connected. And before we get to any of that or any other connections that we're going to make, we have to thank our official business daddies, FusionGamingOnline.com, their source for all your gaming needs. Very much so. And I've got, I, I, I recently got a Fusion order. Oh, me too. A Fusion order, mind you, that I used special discount promo code CCO Slam on. D- did you use the promo code on stuff you were going to buy even if there wasn't a promo code available? Yes. Did you save 5%? Did. Off that stuff you were going to buy anyway? Yes. Oh, continue the story. I used store credit for this order because Ooh. you can use the, the, the code with store credit. Ooh. Me and friend of the show, A.A. Ron Carrar, went in on uh, like a joint order and it got shipped to my house. Nice. In it, one of the last cards I needed to completely foil out Lord of Tresserhorn. Ooh. Liliana Dreadhorde General. Ooh, that's, that's a, good a gooder. That's yeah, a that's, a, that's yeah. a good card right there. Mm, I got cool it in one. foil, saved 5%. was going to get, get the, it anyways. Get that Amano Yoshitaka business, right? Did, did not. What? No. Man, you got to no. try hard. You got you to gotta pimp harder, son. You know you know when we make the joke, it's like, I'm sorry, a car payment or a mortgage payment. Yeah, the foil, special Lily, General General. Yeah. Uh Several mortgage payments. Yeah. <laughs> Blows my mind, man. Like, they should just bring that guy back in, do a secret lair, sell millions of them. Oh, although, yeah. Although it has been hinted, there's a, fa- a Final Fantasy secret lair crossover thing coming up in like 2024, I think. Oh, well. Maybe hey, later this year. Hey, so yeah. People, people are into it. Yeah, people are into it. You can go back and listen to our 2023 look ahead where we talk about everything except that. Yeah, is, is. Is this is is that the one? Is that the one that you're gonna buy? The Final Fantasy. The Final Fantasy one? one? Is that the one you're no, gonna buy? What you no, what crazy? Oh, I've never sure? even played Final Fantasy. Uh, well, yeah, but I'm gonna be really excited about it. Bless Isn't you. that like a movie or something? There is a movie, and it's really <laughs> bad. It's really bad. Isn't Super. That, bad. Isn't that the movie where all the logs fall off the back of the truck? Well, that's Final Destination. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I mean, although pretty close. I have seen that movie. How? I don't know. That's number two, isn't it? Uh, yes. Yes, but it is. How do I know? <laughs> <laughs> the my, point is. My favorite one was when the race car wheel flies out of the stadium and then kills somebody in the parking oh, lot. Oh, no, no, That's no. my favorite my one. My favorite one is where that giant pane of glass falls on that kid and you can tell that it's just a fake kid. <laughs> <laughs> Watched it so many times. It was like a bad cut scene from like a... Like a PS1 oh. game? Oh, An man. N64 game, so, so you didn't have good. good sound. Yeah, So good. Okay, the point is, you're going to buy stuff anyways. Go to FusionGamingOnline.com. If you're watching on YouTube... Which you fucking should be! You would have noticed Brando doing this. That means tip-touching. And we have business tip-touchers, Geekwood.ca, where We're, you can go mm-hmm. and use CCO Podcast promo code at checkout and save... T- that's 10%. He's very surprised. On yes. all your high-end gaming supplies, pimp out your game outside the game. Go there. Do it. Yeah. Just like you should watch us on YouTube, like Brando said. Exactly. i got to start saying it way more serious. Can't. I'm this most serious. If you want to met me? Here, listen to this. I'll, I'll, do, I'll do my um, um, my stern but polite voice. Oh, shit. Yeah, this is when I'm pissed off at customer service and Rebecca calls me the the most polite asshole there ever was. Okay. If you want to help support the show and you don't want to go through Patreon, go to geekwood.ca, buy something, use CCO podcast promo code. It helps the show. Yeah, that's, that's right. 
Yeah. If you want to become a patron over at patreon.com slash podcast, final and best way to help the show save for actually going to commandercoco.com and just donating money. Yeah. Which you can do. Which you can do. But Pe- People if- do that for the CCO experiences. Yes. CCO yeah. experience. I guess there's a little one coming up in Saskatoon Ooh, soon. We talked good, about that either segment. earlier on the show or yesterday on the pre-show or whenever the pre-show happened. I don't know when these are coming out anymore. Me neither. The point is... I think it's February 5th? 4th. 4th. We're going to be somewhere in town. Check your local listings. We're going to be Saskatooning really hard. We're going to play games. We're going to do stuff. It's going to be a great time. So if you're in the area or plan on being in the area, make sure you stop by and say hi. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You said in the Saskatoon Inn really hard. Did I? Yeah. It just made me think of the first like hookup I ever had, one night stand kind of thing. Oh, yeah. It was in a hotel. Really? Yeah. Like, did you meet at the hotel? On no, no, like, no, no, no. I well, I, I it was, like it was. Uh, you you rented a room and then met there and then no, 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 no. We were there um, and then on a track her trip and, and there was another the girl. And, there was another girl on the track on a track team, and uh, me and my buddy Kyle were there. That's not who I hooked up with though. No kink shaming in the nation. Um, he he started to hook up with this other girl, and then me and this girl were like. Well, they're just hooking up. Maybe we should do that. <laughs> we did. We were in, I think I was in high school. Dang. And, and the one girl's brother brought us like a bunch of beer and we drank it and got drunk. And then I had a track meet the next day and I was like, still drunk? Like real bad at <laughs> it? Did not run very fast. <laughs> <laughs> I would not recommend, except for the part where I got drunk and hooked up with the girl. I like right. that part. That I mean, was, that's, that's, that's pretty fine. good. That's pretty good, yeah. That's pretty good. Yep, yep, yep. Um, speaking of hooking up, we've got, we've got partner commanders. I want to get back to podcast business in a minute, but for the people that are like, oh, they never talk about anything magic, let's read our commanders and talk about the deck. And then talk about everything else. Okay, now now keep the intro to the show in mind, where we said what kind of deck we're talking about. As I read the following two commanders, you have... read, and then I'll do this part. Then then you read the commander. Okay, so we, wait, what? Okay, well, hold on. Okay, okay, okay. Just wait. So you come to CCO. You do. You're, you're like, hey, I want to hear about these CCO guys. Yeah, I've heard lots they, about them. They do things like counterless simic. Yep. No plus ones. No minus ones. No counter spells. No, no counter spells. Okay, we've done things like Azorius Beatdown Aggro. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, black or blue and white. Yeah, they're the beatdown colors for sure. Yeah. We've done combo decks with Exiled Cards and Arc Slogger. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. That was a good, that that was was a a good deck. Good deck, yeah. Yep. Today, we're going to throw all that out the window. Yep. Because we're doing Merfolk Tribal. Mm-hmm. No blue cards. <laughs> And I just want to say, spoiler alert, they're just as effective as merfolk when you have blue in there. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Guess we're going to have to find out. Who's our commandies? Our commandies are Rayhan Last of the Abzan. She sure. comes in with counters, and when she dies, things get counters. When she dies, you can put her plus ones onto somebody else. Right. Okay. And then Bruce Tarl, Boorish Herder, he's a 3-3 bro whenever he comes into play or attacks. Target creature you control against double strike and lifeling until end of turn. He was the hint on yesterday's pre-show, and I like him. I play him in my Bryon Stout Arm deck. Sure. I sure wish he was a giant. That would be good because there's a giant sub-theme in that deck. Nice human. And an ally. What the heck? I mean, good for him. Like, we should all be. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. I don't like him. I still think he smells like a pickle. Oh, man. I don't want anything to do with Bruce Tarl's pickle. Don't Google that. I wonder if it's as round on top as his bald head. I mean, sure. Sure. Maybe he puts on a lathe or something and he like rubs a bowling ball thing <laughs> over to shape it up. I don't know. <laughs> Bruce Tarl. I want to call him Brickzilla Tarl. <laughs> Do not no. Google that. No. Should we uh, maybe go to some podcast business after I drop the, the B word? Sure. <laughs> We have some new and increased Patreon supporters. Okay. So that means they get there. Oh, they're, they're nicknames. Oh, oh baby. They're, they're, a, they're a benefit yes. for us because we think it's fun. Yes. Other benefits, of course, include having your deck featured like today's deck and next week's deck, uh, Discord access, yep. CCO experience, exclusive access. Vancouver's coming up. Planning is starting right after I get back from my vacation. It's going to be dope. And Minneapolis, we've got so many people that say they're interested in uh, Mickey Analyst, <laughs> <laughs> Minneapolis, <laughs> even Smitty. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, he's like, no, I don't want to go to Vancouver, but I'm thinking about Minneapolis. Huh. Yeah. Smitty. Huh. Always a good guy to have along. Yeah. yeah. Except for when he falls asleep at the table. He does that all the time. Yeah. What he does. That's like his gimmick. What do you do all the time at the CCO experience? What's your What's your gimmick? I wander off one night and get drunk and do everything but magic, and then I come back and <laughs> sleep. Sleep. And then we don't see each other for three days. Yes. And on Monday, we're like, hey, hey. forgot you were here. <laughs> <laughs> What's my gimmick? Oh, eat a whole bag of Doritos. No, nah, you stress out about all the things that are happening that aren't necessarily happening. And then I kind of like slump in and go, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't stress that much. <laughs> okay. If you want to be part of that, you come to patron. It's pledge. You're, you're in. First patron Hit all the way it. from the down under. Ooh. Yeah, this is Rob. I want to say Gillespie, but it's probably Gillespie. It's definitely Gillespie. Gill is Gillis Gill Gill's pie. What about, I, want, I want to make a dirty pie joke, but I'm not gonna. What about like Gillis pie? Because he's from Australia, and there's all sorts of weird shit down there. Yes, I mean, there's some kind of a fish pie. Gillis Gillis fish that walk on land. Oh, they probably exist. Oh yeah, Gillis fish, and they eat you. Oh, absolutely, they're from Australia. Unless you make them into pie. There we go. Gillis pie. Gillis pie. I. What does that look like? Get them before they get you. It looks just like a regular pie with a crust on top. No, no, no. I mean the fish. Oh, it would be like a like a barracuda kind of probably. Not a barracuda. A piranha. Like a piranha, but with like a really weird kind of elasticy looking like hands coming out the front, probably with two fingers and one thumb, and then little 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 legs that pop out the back. They don't have toes, but they do have a weird little bendy thing that would be a foot. This is this is the this is like the question like how do dogs wear pants like this way or this way or whatever right like on their back legs or on all four legs but only up half their body. It's like how do you envision the fish? Does the fish walk around like this with his head pointing up? Yes. Know if I was if you're watching on YouTube, the wish the the fish's head would look forward. Or does his head look forward like this? Or does he walk around like? Like his whole body is this way. It walks around the same way that it would swim, and yes. the legs come out like the, the back. The where legs tips come would normally out the, be. the bottom of it. But the, but then it kind of like they go forward a little bit. I could draw a picture if I had. An, I was just going to say how a five year old would draw a fish, and then we say put legs on it exactly like <laughs> yeah, that. like That's, the secret layers exactly like the like secret that. layers. Yes. Okay. Well, Gilless Pie, yeah, Gil Mister Mister Fish Man, Mister Fish Pie. Mr. Fish Pie. There it is. So we we not only did we give this guy a funny nickname, we also taught everybody something about Australia. Mm-hmm. They like fish pie. That was like a geology geology lesson? Geography lesson. Biology, Biology lesson? There it is. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, we learned something about stuff. Mr. We did you guys an fish educate. Pie. Fish pie. Gillis pie, baby. It's awesome. <laughs> okay. Next one. This is a returner. Okay. I think. And 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 his nickname in my mind already. Makes me think that this was his nickname before. That's why he's returning. This is Magnus Johansson. It's like, that's like Magnum, Magnum Johnson. Magnum Johnson. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. Well, Mr. Johnson. Yes. Welcome. Next up, we've got an we got an increaser. Okay. This is Cohen Mommerstieg. That's Finger Blast Mommy Two. Oh. Now he's Finger Blast Mommy Two. Finger Blast Mommy Increase. I don't want to change people's names. I'll be able to break. How am I going to talk to him, Mister Finger Blast? Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate. He's, have, it. he's having a kid soon. Good like his you. second kid. Congratulations! Oh, two kids. Finger two Blast, kids. mommy, two kids. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> two kids. Don't do that. No, the way I said it, that's the way he said it. No. Next one. Next one. Final one of the day. This is a new one. Big thanks goes out to Jared. McLean, not the one I know from Saskatoon, I don't think, because this guy lives across the country. Oh. Jared McLean. Jarhead. I want to make a jar joke. Jarhead. Like Jarhead, Can we say Jarhead? Of course we can say Jarhead. That was on a movie. Yeah, that's what they call like the dudes in the army, and then when they get blown up, they take their heads and put them in jars. Like on Futurama. Yeah. I don't think that's... I think they describe it on the movie. They cut their hair so they all look the same, so it's like they're disposable. Or like the U.S. government can just go to like the soldier depot and pick out all of the people who who are just all just numbers and the same guy and say, go fight. And I it's kinda, actually kind of depressing. I like what I said way better than that. Yes. They get blown up, they just take their heads and put them in jars and keep them somewhere. I'm not sure where or for what, but I mean, right? Jarhead Jared. Jarhead Jared. Welcome to the show. And 
F you. Very much so. Mm-hmm. Okay. One last F you. Today's deck, Callum San the Madman. That's like Callum 87. Well, that's like the 87th Callum. Yes. By at least. Like, there's so many other ones. It doesn't yep. make sense. How yep. is that such a popular name? I knew zero Callums growing up, and now there's like 14 of them that yeah. are here. It's cool. We're probably going to see Saskatoon Callum at uh, the face-to-face open. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep, he like might want to buy a t-shirt, maybe a new playmat if they're in, which I think they're, I'm being told they will. Ooh. Or the new stickers. Ooh. That may or may not still be stuck in the DHL depot somewhere. It's probably just in the truck, and the guy just doesn't want to deliver it now out of principle. Or he just something. doesn't know, yeah. He they don't want an admission of guilt. Yeah. They don't yeah. want him to, sorry, we forgot this in the truck. Mm. Right? Yeah. Jerks. Yeah. Yeah. Should we talk about some cards and stuff? We could do cards and stuff. I mean, if we want. Okay, let's let's flip over to that, and we'll uh, we'll talk about a blueless Merfolk deck. Okay, fine. So where should we start with this bundle of joy <laughs> well i i want to al- as, a, as a conception i guess because we're, we're not necessarily talking about like the deck as a whole more of the idea behind it ah uh, yes yeah, see you got me there the the idea of the deck is that creation i was gonna say creationism is real <laughs> well i mean creationism is a concept that is real that is a thing creationism is important in magic because it keeps your game fresh. Yeah. And and anybody, our friend, our good friend Alex, F.U. Alex, yep. has a mono blue merfolk deck. What a dink. And it's probably a fine deck, hey? It's, I mean, I still don't think that merfolk are a great theme in Commander, but I mean... I think, sure. they, I think they underperform compared to other ones. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And or compared to other formats. Yeah. And before you get at me in the comments on social media, oh, but blue has all the blue things. Like, yeah, but you could play anything blue and have access to those things. You could do sphinxes. You could do you anything could do that's like probably better than merfolk. Yeah. Anything that plays blue also has access to those things. The merfolk themselves, I would argue, are yeah, not necessarily yeah. that powerful as a as a build around theme where your goal is to win by attacking with merfolk. And what's interesting here is we've got 13 merfolk that are white and green and colorless. And then there's like some black ones, right? Because Morning Tide gave us black merfolk? Yes, they did. There's right? a, There's one that makes you discard a card. I don't think it's actually in here. It's in the maybe board. Hollow Sage. There we go. Yeah. There you go. Well, what I wanted to highlight as we go through some of the cards is that create, um, being creative yes. is important not only to challenge yourself as a deck builder, but also to learn a little bit maybe about Magic's past, Magic's history in doing research. Like you can just go merfolk and pick a pick a blue commander, mono blue, and then sure. mono blue merfolk and you're going to get like 100 or 200, however many there are. Yep. But if you're going to be like Merfolk and hit all colors. Not blue. And do not blue, that's going to require you to read a bunch more stuff and say, oh, Ixalan had a bunch of green ones. Mm-hmm. And there was a bunch of white and black ones in Lorwyn, Shadowmore, Lorwyn, Morning Tide, Shadowmore, Eventide. Got there. Right? And, and that's going to open up doors maybe to those sets or those products the mechanics that were associated with that. And you're going to get a deeper, wider, uh, more concrete, whatever you want to call it, grasp on the format, on deck building. And it's going to keep your meta unique, interesting. Oh, what we used to say on the show all the time, unique gameplay experience. Yes, which is what you always want to go for, both for you and for your opponents. Because otherwise people might like show them, oh man... He it's always, always plays a thing. thing. Or, or even worse, if your meta isn't kind of getting spiced and everybody's playing different decks sometimes, sometimes you have like the specific arm race stuff where you have people showing up with void mirrors to counter your Eldrazi deck or, mm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You start running into specific hate pieces and then, I don't know, all the decks kind of start to feel, I don't know what the word for that is when they're kind of specifically built to play in a specific meta. Right, like you see, they, they who, feel too meta. <laughs> yeah, I guess <laughs> that's and, the word. Yeah, and it—I don't know. I I like to do that sometimes, but you don't play red blast in every red deck, right? You play it in one where you're going to run into blue stuff. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just I, one of those things. I, I see that on the on the big Facebook groups. I always mention all the time. My friend plays demonic consultation Thassa's Oracle. How do I beat it? It's like, oh man, 
You tell your friend not to play that, first of all. Yeah. You know. <laughs> they're not playing CEDH. Yeah. But this deck is, I think, a good example of of doing all the stuff that we just talked about yeah. for the last couple minutes. No Thassa's Oracle in here. And we know that. Because there's no blue. That's right. So, okay. Let's let's uh, let's uh, do a role-playing thing here for a second. Uh, okay. Okay, get your zipper mask, and I'll get my stuff. Okay. And I say, what deck are you playing, Brando? And I say... Whatever deck you want. Whatever deck I want? Yes. I'm playing whatever deck I want. And I say, I'm playing Merfolk Tribal, no blue. And then I'll say, I'm going to play a different, less powerful deck. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The point is, it's it's kind of a conversation starter, right? It's, yeah. It makes you go, huh? What's that? Aiden does that. F.U. Aiden does it when, you, when he says, all the cards in here are two colors. Yep. And we're like, what about Soul Ring? He's like, I don't play Soul Ring. And they're all from Ravnica, too. Oh, yes. Yeah, they're all from Ravnica, and they're all red and white at the same time. Yeah, this is my all-white border deck. Oh, what do you mean? Did you white the borders by yourself? No, if it wasn't printed with white <laughs> borders, it's not in this deck. Oh, okay. So that's what we're dealing with today. Yes, that's what we're doing. And we're, we'll, we'll spoil it a little bit, because I don't think we're going to go through each and every card as we would normally do. It's... Essentially, an Abzan deck shell. We we should have had editor Joe have Rayhan and Bruce Tarl on the screen as we went through all this because we air quotes flipped to cards. We they, he did. Thanks, he's, Joe. He's really good at what he does. So it's basically an Abzan shell, which is kind of an aggro counter based deck that uses counters to make your dudes big and get value and activate the abilities of your creatures with a little bit of red thrown in, both for spice. And then for a couple of specific counter cards and some really cool beatdown stuff. Oh, okay. Well, let's um, let's go to. What do you want to do? Do you want to just do the Merfolk because those are the ones that people maybe are are like, well, what do I play if I don't play blue Merfolk? Sure, we let's can do. pound them all quick, can't oh, we? Easy as pie because they all basically do the same thing. Surprisingly enough, there's a Waker of the Wilds. Waker of the Wilds put X plus one counters where X is the number of lands you control. Nope, that puts. Plus one counters on a land I control. There turns it, is. it into a dude. Okay. Fine Shaper Mystic. Enters the battlefield, put a plus one counter on up to two target merfolk you control. Hey, okay. Veteran of the Depths. Enters, uh, becomes tapped, put a plus one counter on it. Doesn't have to be attacking, just tapped. Tishana's Wayfinder. That one explores. Yep. Does anybody remember what that means? Reveal the top card of your library, put it into your hand if it's a land, or you can put a plus one, plus one counter on the creature and put the card back or into your graveyard. Oh. Is what Explore does. So it's like draw a card if it's a land or, or um, what's, what's not scry? What's the? Surveil. Surveil. Surveil or plus one. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. Okay. Then we got a Merfolk Branch Walker. Merfolk. Oh, I skipped that one. I was like, no, we don't. It also explores. Oh, okay. Judge of Currents. Makes a mer whenever one of your merfolk becomes tapped, you gain a life. That's fine. That's pretty good. I've been playing life gain lately. It's pretty powerful. Yeah, I played life gain at EDH and M this week, and I had a. Did a, I just did? Did we just lose people because I said that? No, no. Because you don't think? I don't think so. You could play life gain sometimes. I had a like an eight eight double striking life linking commander. That's pretty good. So people would swing at me for like forty, and then I, I just wouldn't die. Because you just gain because I gave it back. I would gain eighteen of the life back. And then attack them again and gain 18 more. So at the mm. end of the day, I lost like two life. That's pretty it good. It was pretty good. That's pretty good. It worked out pretty well. We got Jade Light Ranger. Explores again. Jade Guardian. Probably it explores. And it's got hexproof. No, it uh, enters battlefield plus one on target merfolk. Jade Bearer. Plus one. On a merfolk. Yeah. Forerunner of the Heralds. Oh, man. Jeepers, creepers. Enters the battlefield. You may search your library for a merfolk card. Oh, it's a tutor. Hey, these are pretty good. Reveal it, shuffle, put it back on top. And we've got merfolk already that said draw a card on it, so that's mm -hmm. okay. Yep. Whenever a merfolk enters a battlefield under your control, put a plus one counter on forerunner of the heralds. Pretty good. Four skinner of the heralds. Neat. Deep root elite. Deep four skin elite. Yep. Enters the battlefield, plus one. Uh, whenever another merfolk. Mm -hmm. Oh, so if we got like Merfolk tokens, Merfolk bounce, or yep. just casting Merfolk, they all get, all of our target Merfolks get plus one. That's right. Okay. Deep Root Champion. Man, there's lots of deep in this yeah, deck. Lots of jade, lots of deep roots. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, put a plus one counter on Deep Champion. And the, the last one is a Buttline Pretender. That 
is in my crab deck. Because <laughs> it's crab. And it's also a merfolk because it's got changeling, every creature type. Enters the battlefield, you choose merfolk. That's what it becomes. Whenever another creature of the chosen type enters the battlefield under your control, you put a plus one, plus one counter on bloodline pretender. So you can already see the Abzan plus one, plus one theme. Yes. And as a reminder, Rayhan, last of the Abzan, whenever a creature we control dies or is put into the command zone, if it had one or more plus ones on it, we put all those plus ones on another target creature. Yes. So that's pretty good. You put that many, not those counters. That's important. Oh, so if it's got like a like a flying counter or a double strike counter, that's why the Ozolith is in this deck also. Yes. Because it's good. Yes, because the, the counters go onto it and then go onto things at the beginning of combat again. Can we do the Ozolith and Rayhan and get two things? Whenever a creature you control leaves the battlefield, if it had counters on it, put those counters on the Ozolith. Okay. Okay, what? Oh, man, I never thought of this before. With the Ozolith, the counters from the creature go on to the Ozolith. With Rayhan, you just get an equal number of plus ones that then go on to a different creature. Oh, so we, so we do get they, both. You do we, get it, both. It works the way I want it to yes, work. Yes, it does. Okay, that's yes, why the Ozolith is $30. Yes, because okay. it's a really, really good card. I'm taking the same, like, just the counters. I'm yep. not making new counters. I'm just taking the ones that were on the creature. Yeah. Neat. Move over there. It's okay. pretty good. And then... Along with the, for some counters spells, uh-huh. as, as uh-huh. we're being called. But we're not playing blue, Brando. Oh. How are we playing counter spells? Let me read a bunch of shit to you. We got Slurk All Ingesting, Renata Called to the Hunt, Metallic Mimit, Master Chef, Invigorating Hot Spring, Grumgully the Generous, Death's Presence, and Bloodspore Thrinax. And all of those are some kind of variation on when a creature comes into play, it gets a plus one, plus one counter. I think in this deck, not only is the custom category, I'll thank you, called counters spells, and it and it puts it invokes counterspell in my mind. Yes. But we're not playing blue. Correct. The other thing that this does is these nine cards sort of act as the lords for more folk that we would see in blue, like Lord of Atlantis and uh, yeah. Master of the Pearl Trident. And um, Mero Mer- is another one. Yep. We can't play those, and we also can't play clone effects to clone those. That's right. So instead, we're just going to play a Death's Presence and a Grumgully and a Master Chef and that kind of stuff. Yeah, and those things put counters on, so when they dust your lord, they stick around. Oh, man, I want to get my lord dusted. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that, and again, I'm going back to creativity, is a really good stand-in. It's a cool solution to a, a fairly obvious problem when you're playing an under underfunded, <laughs> undersupported <laughs> tribal thing like green merfolk. I like it. And double props on the creativity for the the name of the category that yes. invokes something that blue can do that we aren't playing. That we that we can't do. That's actually good. <laughs> I like that. Yes. Now, what else do we got kind of going on? We got a protect section. That's protection section. It's only got one card in it. I actually, I didn't know this card was real. I like the picture on it. But I like it lots. And it's green X instant called Silk Guard. And you put plus one, plus one counter on each of up to X target creatures you control. And then auras, equipment, and modified creatures you control gain hex proof until end of turn. And a modified creature is something that's enchanted, equipped, or has a counter on it. Modified. Modified. Very cool. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I I think that kind of feels like uh, spider silk armor or snakeskin veil. Sure, kind of feels like that where where you get a plus one and then it gets hexproof or plus one indestructible. That's a good card if you if you just do uh, like green green to target one creature, like just get your commander. Yeah, that's like a counter spell if you if you got like a kill spell pointed at your guy. Correct. I like those. Yeah, that's what, that's what they're that's, for. That's what they're for. Yeah, yeah that's what it's for. And if yeah. all your dudes have counters on them, which they probably will, you can just play it for green and they can't target your stuff no more. Oh, yeah, so it's even better. Yeah. And if my guy's already modified. Yeah, which they probably will be based on everything we've talked about. That's pretty good. That's like Snakeskin Veil 2. That's right. And yes, people are going to say, oh, heroic intervention is better. Yeah, it is, but- This card's I mean, a dollar. This is neat, yeah. <laughs> that card's like 18. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. Okay. How about some toke makers? Because these, we got some mermofolks. Mer some mermofolks? <laughs> can't do it. <laughs> More mermofolks. <laughs> okay. Stony Brook Schoolmaster. You know this one. Well, I sure do. That's a 2-1 for 3. Whenever it becomes tapped, you get a 1-1 one, one merfolk wizard. And it is a merfolk wizard. That's right. What color is that card, Brando? It's white. Huh. What color isn't it? Blue. Uh-huh. The tokens it makes are blue. Cut it. <laughs> <laughs> no blue allowed. Okay. One with the Kami. Enchant creature you control. Got Splash. Green three. We never played this card before. Uh -uh. In whenever enchanted creature or another modified creature you control dies, create X one one colorless spirit creature tokens where X is that creature's power. So Me? this one just plays into the modified theme. Yeah, that's mo fine, right? Modified theme makes shitty ghosts. Molten echoes. I think you like this one. I have played this one in the past. It's an enchantment for red red two. When it comes to play, choose a creature type. Whenever a non-token creature of the chosen type comes into play under your control, create a token that's a copy of it. It gains haste. It gets exiled at the next end step. So that's just like put another merfolk into play and trigger all of the cares about merfolk's ETBing. Yeah, or cares about putting counters on your dude's ETBing. You could play Cather's Crusade in this deck too and have a great deal of of effect out of it. Oh yeah, that'd be a that'd yep. be a real good yep, one. Yep, 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 yep. Jungle-born pioneer, merfolk scout enters the battlefield. Create two. Uh, create a blue, a blue blue one merfolk. A blue blue one. Frick, I can't do it. A one one blue merfolk with hexproof. There it is. That's what you get. And it's a merfolk, and it cares about ETB. Let's talk about a card I care about, Ryan. Let's talk about a card I create. Card I care about a great deal. Yes. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Is it called Mountain? No. Oh, Gutter Grime. Yes, it is. Gutter Grime is an enchantment for green four. Check this out. Check this out. Whenever a non-token creature you control eats shit, you put a slime counter on Gutter Grime. Then you put an ooze creature onto the battlefield with this creature's power and toughness are each equal to the number of slime counters on Gutter Grime. Ooh. Yeah. I love that card. That's a gooder. That's a gooder. Whenever a creature dies, you you get a bigger guy. Yes. It's a nice wrath, homie. Ooh. Y you ever been oozed? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, you merfolks are starting to get out of control. I'd be a sh shame if somebody wrath of God and you go, yeah, it would be. Yeah, it <laughs> Unless you can be. also destroy yeah. enchantments. <laughs> it would be un unfortunate for you. Yep. We got Goro Goro. This is a goblin samurai. It gives your guys haste for a, a, a red mana. You played this on um, Sidewalk Slam 4. Sure did. When you played... Muxus. Um, Muxus, yeah. Gives my dude's haste. Yep. And you could also pay five to get a 5-5 five, five dragon. Sure. That's uh, fine. And then we've got a Felisa Fang of Silver Quill. This is a flying... What is it called? Mentor? Whenever this creature attacks, put a plus one counter on another attacking creature with less power. Sure. So that's pl putting plus ones on. Whenever a non-token creature you control dies, if it had counters on it, which they probably will, create X tapped one one white and black inkling creature tokens with flying where X is the number of counters it had on it. That's pretty cool. That's another thing like Ozolith and Rayhan that deal the thing. Yes. That do the thing. That's right. Cool. Gives us benefits for doing the stuff that we're going to do anyway. Yeah, like going to FusionGamingOnline.com <laughs> and using CCO Slam promo code to get 5% off your whole order. You're going to do it anyways. That is that is true. Should we talk about how you beat to death with this deck? Yes. Probably should. I'm, I'm going to skip the Mana Rocks, and I'm going to skip Conspiracy and Maskwood Nexus, because those are just in every tribal deck that's you, underfunded. Yeah, you kind of assume that they would be in a deck like this. We also have a Door of Destinies in here. Yep. Uh, which is part of the Beats section, but of course you know it's it's going to be in here. What you might not know about is Aki Battle Squad. Oh, give them the old ABS. What? Aki Battle Squad? Oh, You never yeah. heard that acronym? No, I never heard that one before. That's new to me. Was this card out of hand and I didn't know? Oh. I wasn't told. No, it helps you not slip on ice. ABS. Oh, like breaks. Yes. Yeah, I should get some of those. The Aki Battle Squad, when um, your breaks lock up, right. they send a different amount of voltage to um, like some controller for your calipers and they undo and um, it's a 6-6. Six, six. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 6-6 six, six for 6. Whenever one or more modified creatures you control attacks, untap all modified creatures you control. After this combat phase, there is an additional combat phase. Triggers, triggers only once a turn. Holy frick. So you attack, 
and then you attack again. There's no main phase in between those attack steps. You can't, like, do more stuff, but you can attack again if you want. I will. Yes, you damn right you will. I do want. That's right. You do want. And that's why it's the beat section. You also have an Etchings of the Chosen. Etchings of the Chosen. Oh, hey, we said this card was good, but nobody plays it, hey? Correct. Okay, black, white, one, enchantment, enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. We choose merfolk. Creatures you control, the chosen type, get plus one, plus one. It's another lord. Guess you can't play this in mono blue merfolk, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, one, sacrifice a creature of the chosen type, which we would get from like a Maskwood Nexus or something, or a Stony Brook Storymaster. Target creature you control gains indestructible until end of turn. Neat. So it can protect your dudes if you don't want them to die, and it can get your blockers off of light or get your attackers off of life-linking blockers. Or we good. or we use it as a sack outlet and frickin' move a bunch of counters to a guy that wasn't blocked. Yeah, do that too if we want. That's pretty do whatever good. we want. That's pretty good. And the last one is Thundering Raiju. Oh. Lots of there's lots of cards from Kamigawa in this deck. I feel Kamigawa enabled this one. Well, Kamigawa was the most um, popular set of all time. Because of all the plus one, plus one counters. Modified stuff, counter stuff, stuff that keeps your car from stopping on ice. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, okay. Yeah. Wow, look at the freaking novel. Three, three for four, spirit, haste, attacks, put a plus one counter on target creature you control, then thundering Raiju. Deals X damage to each opponent where X is the number of modified creatures you control other than Thundering Raiju. That's pretty good. Yeah. Because we're going to have like a bunch of modified guys. Yeah, you can be like 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. New, 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 new. Points if you know where that's from. I do, but I don't remember. I know. That's why it's fun. Oh, because I, I remember the 11, 12. <laughs> I right? always thought that that was not a place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, frick. Bonus points in the comments yeah. if you know. Yeah, you got to know that one. And then we've got one more section of the deck. We're kind of clipping through this pretty well, fast. Well, because but, we're talking about the creativity yeah. of it, not not so much the strategy of playing it like we usually do. Because it's not a merfolk deck, and it's not an Abzan deck, but it is both of those things at the same time Ooh. without being either of them, which is really cool. I suppose so, and yeah. It's, and yeah, it's, it, I'm gonna say it does play some of the staples. From both of those things, but like not, I would argue in a way that you expect it to be played. Yeah, and is is the last section our getter backers besides our mana rocks, which is sure, and our card draw. Yeah, sure, it is getter backers. Yes, and we'll sure. talk about are, them are probably. Any, are there any of the merfolk? No, there are some neat things in there that we should okay. probably mention. Okay, getter backers. Sure, and we're not playing. What's that one that I like so much from? Masks block. Black, black, three. Patriarchs bidding where you pick a creature type and get them all back? Yeah, that's from Onslaught. Yeah, I like that one. Mm. like that one. Yeah, that's a good one. That would be good in this deck because it's tribal deck, and you know what you can't play in mono blue merfolk? Patriarchs bidding. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. So the first one we have is Haunting Voyage, which could be a Patriarchs bidding. Yes, this is a black card. This is, um, it gets everything, it cruise, cru- choose a creature type, yep. get everything back, but no. it's got foretell. If you foretold it, you will get everything back. If you did not foretold it, you only get two oh. of the chosen type. Sure. Patriarch's bidding. Luminous Broodmoth. Oh, whenever a creature you control without flying dies, return it to the battlefield under your control with a flying counter. Yes. Oh, man. Yes. This was potentially one of my cuts because it's $14. Nah, this is But real it's good. a counter and Abzan and Ozolith both care about that. Mm-hmm. And you can take the or, counter. Or Rayhan, I mean. There are creatures in here as well that you can take counters off of stuff to draw cards. And then you could take the flying counters oh. off of stuff to make your dude not indestructible, but like hard to kill. Neat. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, that's a good one because it's a flying counter. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Marin. Marin like of Quan? The, the Marin. Yeah. yeah. Whenever a creature dies. You get an experience counter mm-hmm. that we control. Yes. At the beginning of your end step, you return a creature from your graveyard to your hand, unless its CMC mm. is lower than the number of experience counters you have, then it goes to play. Yes. Did I get there? I think so, yes. So if I got three experience counters and there's a two drop in my graveyard. Right back to play. Right back to play. Hell but yeah. if I got three experience counters and there's a six drop in my graveyard, 
Back to hand. That's right. Okay. Check out this thing. Yes. Tiam the Luminous Enigma. From Ikoria. Ooh. From Ikoria, mind you. You give that one a read because you liked Ikoria. I did. It is Abzan and one for a 3-3 Nightmare Beast. Each other creature you control uh, enters the battlefield with an additional vigilance counter on it. Ooh. So everything gets a vig counter. A counter. That's pre- counter and that would mean you. it's modified right off the hop. Correct. Okay. Then you can pay three, remove three counters from among creatures you control. Those could be flying counters if you want. Put the top three cards of your library into your graveyard, then return a permanent card with converted mana cost three or less from your G to the B. Oh, I, I just, I got, I identified the infinite manas in the deck. I got there. Mm-hmm. I got there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that in a second. Yep. Yo, balls it. Let's do it now. Okay. Okay. Creature dies. Dies. Uh, a just question, my liege. Sure. We're playing an Ashnod's Altar. So we sack a creature. We're not, though. Oh, we are. Holy <laughs> shit, we are. Yes, we are. So you sack three creatures, and they all come back with flying counters on them, and I have six mana now. Uh-huh. And I use three of those mana and remove those three flying counters uh-huh. to get a creature back from my graveyard to the battlefield with Tiam, Luminous Enigma. Enigma. Uh-huh. So I get all three of my cards back, plus I get the thing back that I wanted, plus I've netted three mana. Yeah. And if any of those come in and give or receive plus one counters, all of those plus one counters will go on to Ozolith, or if one of those creatures is Tiam, or I mean is um, Rayhan, Uh last of the whatever. Last of the Abzan. She'll give her counters away. Oh, yeah. And if any of those creatures are Bruce Tarl, we can bounce him in and out and in and out and in and out, and all of our things get double strike and lifelink, and we can swing in for, like, crazy damage with all of our flyers that we can give haste with Goro Goro Goblin Flying Guy. Yes, we can. That's Although pretty freaking good. We do need some colored mana to do that, though. Oh, yeah, like a like a red, like a mountain? Yeah, well, no, like, you gotta have <laughs> lots of mountains and lots of plains to keep playing Bruce Tarl and Buddy of the Abzan, although I guess you could just oh, put them in Oh, yeah. Well, I, no, if they come back to the battlefield with, um... With flying counters on, you'll have to play them once. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if they're already in your graveyard, you can get them back with Tiam Luminous Butthole. Well, you can get Rayhan back. You can't get Bruce Tarl, because he's a four. Oh, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We'll get him back with our haunting voyage. Get her backer. We'll <laughs> we'll name ally instead of merfolk, and then we'll be like surprise twist. It's an ally deck. <laughs> oh, still still creative because it's not a five color ally deck. Now nah, that's true. Only that's four. true. We're not playing that ally getter guy. Man, that that thing fell out of favor quick, didn't it? Remember the ally deck? Everyone's playing the ally deck. Oh yeah, General Tazri. Yeah, even at our tables, people there was were two the different Tazri's, wasn't there? Uh, maybe, probably. There was, yes. yeah, there was. Yes. Frick, hey? Times yes, are changing. That's a good song. I like that song. Yep. 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 Played at the beginning of The Watchmen. Together forever, just like us. It's hey, a card. Yeah. yeah, not to be confused with Run Away Together. Which we have also done. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. This is Together Forever. This is, um... An uh, enchantment for White White? Supports when it, two. When it comes into play, it supports two. That puts two counters on each of up to two target things. You can split the counters up. Each get one or two or whatever the hell. And you can pay one, choose target creature with a counter on it. When that creature dies this turn, return it to your hand oh. or its owner's hand if you want to pick somebody else's thing. But I can't think of too many situations where you want to do that. No. No, 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 no young Bucky. Then we've got Unforgiving One. Unforgiving One? It's a spirit with menace. Man, this deck plays some weird stuff, hey? Whenever it attacks, return target creature card with mana value X or less from your G to the B, where X is the number of modified creatures you control. Oh, so we just get back whatever we want. It just swings in and gets some okay. get some shit back. I like how the get her backer section here. Yeah, still sh- on theme. Sh- he's still on theme and not playing things like reanimate and shallow grave that are... You know, $15, $30. Victimize. <laughs> Victimize, yeah. And I I didn't know this card existed, and I don't know if I like it. It's Wondrous Crucible. It's an artifact for seven. Okay. Permies you control have Ward 2, 
And at the beginning of your end step, mill two cards, exile a non-land card at random from your graveyard, copy it. You may cast the copy without paying its mana cost. I... So at your end step, yep. you're going to, in this deck, with all these instants that you care about playing on your end step, uh-huh. right? Like, I don't I don't know if I necessarily like that here. When you could, could be playing Cathar's Crusade. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I played against that card one time. The guy was playing a self-mill deck. Sure. And I was like, hey, I'll help you out. I'll mill you. Little did he know. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, hey, no, you can get your Wanderer's Crucible. Yeah, it'll trigger. Da, 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 da. And I was like, hey. <laughs> Fool. Uh, mill 50. <laughs> <laughs> That's the deck, man. We did it all. That's the deck. Hey, man, we were pretty fast. I want to go to strengths and weaknesses real quick because I want to talk about just, I just want to highlight again, creativity and its importance in your meta and for you as a a magic player or a deck builder or even somebody who's helping somebody else build a deck. Yeah, this, these are cool thought exercises and they're even cooler when you build them in real life and take them out to play because it could encourage somebody else to to do the same thing. Not as you, but like, I want to play mono green goblins. Or Azorius some, beatdown. Yeah, I want to try something that isn't a thing too because w- it looks Brando, like fun. W- we have done a mono green goblin deck before. <laughs> that wasn't a mono green goblin deck. That was a mono green wart deck. It's different. Oh, sure. Well, listen, this is a com- conversation and rule zero starter. I love that because, like I say, I'm playing non-blue merfolk. So you yeah. know that I don't have force of will a la traditional merfolk. Yes. Right? Mana drain. No mana drain. Force of negation. I don't got that either. Pact of negation. Don't have that either. Uh, what else do they like to play? Um, cryptic command. The yeah. one with just the hand on it. That's a merfolk hand. Yes, it is a merfolk hand. Goes perfectly in the deck, but yep. not this one. Yep. I don't. I don't got that. I do like that this deck keeps power level in check as well and that's part of rule zero when you say i'm not playing any of those things that you might traditionally think with like legacy merfolk right Right. i played legacy merfolk and now i want to play merfolk in commander yeah what are you going where are you going to reach first blue you're going to go right into your blue legacy playable box yeah (laughs) right and just play it all and this makes you do something else and i love that i like that too i also kind of like how when you look at it and you read the cards, like they all kind of seem kind of like a mishmash and a bunch of draft chaff and stuff. But I'll bet you this deck has the potential to actually like slap nuts in a game. Slap, not even lips. Not even lips. It's going to rip the lips off your face and slap you in the nuts with them. Yep. It has the potential to do that, which is really cool. I do like that. Because you can't be like, oh, this deck is slow and kind of crappy. That can't be a, a weakness of a deck that's blueless merfolk. I don't think that's a. That's a fair thing for a deck project like this. Agreed. I, you know what? I had some cuts, some budgetary cuts, but this deck is budget enough. It's two hundred twenty-five bucks, and I was gonna cut seventy off of it to make it like one hundred fifty bucks, seventy-five bucks or whatever. But identifying how good the Ozolith and how good Luminous Broodmoth are in the deck, I keep them. You could still cut Marin of Clan Neltoth mm-hmm. because that's like. It's not on theme, and it's just to get her backer. And once she dies, all your experience counters aren't are, are kind of useless. Really good, yeah. And yeah. your get her backers don't really get her with your other stuff. Yeah. So that's a ten dollar card. Yeah. Feels like it should be more, don't you think? No. No. You know, no, I you, don't. You you don't like that card at all. No, I don't. And Ashnod's altar was the other one at ten dollars that just has a stigma. But if you're cutting look Ashnod's we, look what altar, what we're doing with it? I know. <laughs> look. <laughs> The same thing everybody else That's is That's right. <laughs> Except with green merfolk. That, okay. I'll, I'll keep it. An illuminous brood moth. Like, what are you, what? Man. You deserve that win. And okay. everybody will give it to you. I'll keep it. I'll uh-huh. keep it in there. The deck, you can, you could probably still play this deck for around 200 bucks, though, if you cut that Mariner Clan Neltoth and. We keep in I, mind I that when we look at the deck prices on websites, like Architect, like whatever, they, they're charging you money. For all of these green merfolk. And when you go and tell somebody <laughs> that you want the green merfolk, very few people are going to charge you money. Fantastic. Just, just go with a couple of foil basics that are kind of flat and be like, look, I'll give you these. Oh, yeah. I, I got want, like those there. I, I got these foil basics circa 2008. Yeah, yeah. Like the good shit. Yep. Oh, no. I got I got 
foil basics from 1999, man. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. You could trade this whole deck for a couple of those. Some of those old border <laughs> pieces. Of sh- yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, man. That's fantastic. The point is, this deck is cheap, easy to come by, and fun to play. And once you've kind of had your fun with it, there's lots of pieces in here that can be repurposed for other stuff. Oh, I love repurposing. Mm-hmm. I, I actually just talked about that on Commander Ad Populum. One just of, upcycling. One of the biggest things that I hate the most about buying cards for decks is when I get something I think is going to be so effing cool mm. in the deck I'm building, and then like it either doesn't work the way I want it, or I just don't like the deck as much as I think I'm going to, and now I've got this card that maybe I spent, like, not significant money, but like money I could have spent well, on other Ozzelith. things on. Like, you spend $30 on the Ozolith, and you're like, oh, this deck doesn't work, or I don't know what to cut, or yeah. whatever, right? and the Ozolith doesn't just go in every deck. No. So what do you do with it? Put it in non-blue merfolk. Yeah. Like, Turns out. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're, we're solving all, all kinds of problems here. There it is. People who bought Ozoliths and have nowhere to put them, here you go. Oh, man. And people who have, um, people who have friends that love playing merfolk, but also used to play merfolk in Legacy, yep. show them this deck. Share this episode with them. Tell them, hey, these these kooky Canadians, these goons from Saskatoon made yeah. this deck. Actually, it was our friend Callum that did it, but yeah. we're taking all the credit, Callum. That's how we do it. He would expect nothing less. That's right. You show them this list and say, hey, check this out. It's it's creative. It it was an exercise in deck building and in research in the mm-hmm. game's past. Like, Lorman was 400 years ago. It really was. Like, it was in the Stone Ages. Yeah. They didn't have the internet yet. Stonehenge wasn't even built. That's right. We we're all communicating with smoke signals and stuff. Yeah. It was a whole thing. Huh? It was a whole thing. And you know what? When you show your legacy buddy the, this deck, you know what, what they can do? What? Is? They can go on over to uh, FusionGamingOnline.com <laughs> and rock special promo code CCO Slam to save 5%. That's another good way to get this deck below 200 bucks. There it is. You just save 5% on all the stuff that they're totally going to buy now because they listen to this episode. Very good. Yeah, you got card of the week? I'm giving it to Bruce Tarrell because we barely even mentioned him, but I play him and he is good. Sure. You're going to give it to you're gonna give it to him? Or do you got a Brando card of the week? Wait, you want me to give him the card of the week? Yes. It's been a long time since I had to do that. Now we'll give it to Bruce Tarrell. I hadn't really thought about it. I almost forgot about card of the week. Oh. Yeah. Well, are you going to forget about... Um, Episode 353 next week. When, Absolutely When we not. talk about our first new Phyrexia stuff. Uh, Phyrexia All Will Be One stuff. Phyrexia All Will Be One stuff. No, I'm not, I'm not going to forget that. Because we're going to record it right after this glorious episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! 